You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iard. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site, check out what we have leading into the offseason, my big board for the draft, my latest mock draft through Super Bowl 56, and when the draft is over, we focus on free agency. That's what we did starting yesterday. Looking at the quarterbacks, we expanded to the quarterbacks on the trading block that we wanted to watch for, but here a good chunk of free agent running backs are available. We're going to break down that class here for you. They're in the teams that are most affected. So we'll look at those teams first and then see where these guys can land up. We'll look at the top free agents. A couple teams have several. And then look at uh, where some other guys could land as well here throughout this show and then how it affects fantasy football. We know Roles will change based on where guys end up. So we'll break it all down for you. Thanks so much for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available for you on all platforms. All right, let's quickly first look at my running back rankings there at Sporting News. I only have five in the top bunch of guys here. The rest of them are kind of bunched together. Leonard Fournette of the Buccaneers, that's the biggest name. Then you have the one-two punch of the Cardinals, James Conner, and Chase Edmonds. Corderell Patterson, after his big hybrid breakout season there for the Falcons in his later stage of his career, he's available, as well as Sonny Michel, who looks out of favor now with the Rams, with Cam Akers back healthy, as well as Daryl Henderson. So those are teams we start with right away with some issues. The Buccaneers, not only has Leonard Fournette a free agent, we talked about this a little bit, but Giovanni Bernard is a free agent. You have uh, Le'Veon Bell and Ronald Jones, too. So we'll get into where they might uh, finish here in the end. But, yeah, the Buccaneers could have a completely different look. So we're keeping our eyes on Keyshawn Vaughn having a potential big role. Now it's a little different. There's no Tom Brady. So playoff Lenny, the Buccaneers don't need to invest with him with Brady gone. Bernard was a Brady pickup, keep in mind as well, to be like his James White. It didn't pan out there because he didn't stay healthy in Fournette was a big part of that anyway. So those are things you look at, and uh, Le'Veon Bell was pretty much a flyer. Ronald Jones has never been kind of a Bruce Arians favorite. So Tampa, we're going to watch that situation. The Cardinals, two f- free agents, James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Conner came over, did really well from the Steelers last year, was a touchdown machine. Edmonds, a good change of pace back. Cliff Kingsbury pivoted to him over David Johnson and Kenyon Drake. So this is uh, something to watch for, for sure. Arizona could be looking for some big changes there. In the backfield, Cordell Patterson, we know they also had Mike Davis last year. He's out there. So maybe another big change for the Falcons in their backfield. Patterson ended up way more fantasy relevant than Davis. And looking at Davis, but Patterson kind of stole the show. And Michelle, again, the odd person out there. The Rams might need a veteran piece here with uh, the injuries to Akers and Henderson. Neither have been all that durable here in the first two years. So... Something to look at there in Los Angeles. So those are among the teams that we look at here having the biggest issues. Then you look at Seattle. Rashad Penny is a, a question mark here. He 
had a break out here down the stretch finally. And this guy's a first-round pick. He's trouble staying healthy. <coughs> but without Chris Carson on available here, just went off here. So, Rashad Penny, they have a decision to make because they didn't pick up the option. That's why he's a free agent. So, keep in mind that. And then you had Houston. I know they brought in Rex Burkhead. and But they also said bye to Philip Lindsay. You got David Johnson there, Mark Ingram. So Houston could be in for a big change at running back as well. And don't forget about San Francisco. Elijah Mitchell is there, but Trey Sermon was on injured reserve pretty quickly. You also have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson needing some contracts here. So it's going to be tough here for the 49ers backfield as they go forward. But you think they would add a veteran there. Daryl Williams, notable for the Chiefs. So they could see a little bit of change up behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The Bears, so we'll see if... Uh, Damian Williams returns there. I would doubt it with Khalil Herbert behind uh, David Montgomery. So those are some of the situations we're watching most here in fantasy football with the backfields in motion for a lot of teams. There are the Jets. Also, Tevin Coleman, free agent, needs somebody to pair with Michael Carter. So something we're going to look at there. So we will dive into all these situations here. And look at the Bucks. They just need a... All around back here, I think Vaughn can do it. So something to watch for there that they might just turn the backfield over to him. He's got pretty special skills. You look at the situation with the Cardinals. Now, their next best back was uh, Eno Benjamin. They brought him along here. So it, it's a questionable situation here if the Cardinals would invest too much in running back. They've got some other things. They've got some veteran salary cap issues as well. So... I would say if they picked one, it would be Connor over Michelle or over Edmonds in the situation. So looking at it there, and Michelle, we'll see if they bring him back there with the Rams. But again, these are fluid situations. I think you'll see some changes there for sure. And uh, interesting that James White is also a free agent there in New England as well as Brandon Bolden. So that's another thing we'll monitor there. Looking at Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, you figure they'll move ahead with those two guys. But we want to make sure <clears throat> that's where the Patriots are going. But, again, they should clean out some of their older players here out of this mix, you would think, here for 2022. And don't also forget about the Las Vegas Raiders. Peyton Barber and Jalen Richard are free agents here. So that could open things up for Josh Jacobs to have a bigger role. So we'll break down the top free agents here in our second segment. But... Definitely a lot of backfields in motion, so to speak, here with what we're looking at. And it's a lot of uh, things we want to track here in free agency here for 2022. So good stuff all around. I mean, Seahawks, I don't know. Chris Carson, just can't trust him. You got Alex Collins down there as well with uh, Penny unsigned. So we're going to be looking for a lot of good values here scattered. And remember, it doesn't always turn out the way we think. We saw with Atlanta. It didn't play that way. Mike Davis coming off a strong year as the backup to Christian McCaffrey. Didn't quite work out there for him. So running backs are tough because they're not in high demand here. People like to go to the draft and pick them up. They can wait till day two, day three, and still get a pretty good value. We saw that with Mitchell last year, Michael Carter. So they're, they're, the supply and demand for this position, a lot of supply, not a lot of demand, and things can change pretty quickly here. So We'll break that down. But yeah, running backs, yeah, those teams in particular are going to be affected the way we do things. And uh, I think one big signing is also going to help one guy be a breakout star. And we'll talk about 
that in our second segment here. But setting the table there for free agency, just be prepared for a lot of changes and things that can change even as we get into training camp once teams have kind of settled their depth charts at the position. So that's a preview of the preview here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops as we work towards the March tournament and the NBA playoffs. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to the Olympic coverage and information that's still going on. Head to the website today or use your mobile web device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Um, battling a little bit under the weather here, but we're going to push on here because we have to give you our analysis of the top free agents. Now, let's go back to my list here. So I had Leonard Fournette, number one. He had an exceptional season here for Tampa. Kind of showed us what he should have been in Jacksonville if he had uh, kind of meshed with that team. He did have some good years with the Jaguars, but I think his rookie season still stands out the best when he was a first-round pick. So Fournette does have some appeal. He doesn't have a lot of mileage here. He's a good complete back. He can finish drives. He can also catch passes, stay out there on third down. So I think Fournette might get a look to return to the Buccaneers. They might have to be a little bit more run dependent here to maybe compliment Vaughn but again they can look at Vaughn and say we like this kid let's show what he can do and he's explosive as well where Fournette we know if he stayed healthy through one season it's going to be hard and he also may want to go cash in elsewhere into a good situation say like a Miami pops up and they got a lot of money and he wants to go there and they got the most salary cap room and he can carry that backfield with Miles Gaskin and a bunch of other guys there's nothing there he could just go for the contract as well and say Houston I can run here. It's not a great team there. So that's a downside here for Fournette. But I don't know if he has a choice too much in free agency. The Bucks just may move on for the price tag. If they're trying to keep other guys there, including Chris Godwin at wide receiver. So they have to pick and choose here. So we'll see. Fournette also could be an option for a contender. We'll see. If you look at uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they got some money to spend. And it, Look, they're not really sold on Miles Sanders. We know that. Jordan Howard. They have uh, a little bit of Kenneth Gainwell, but Fournette and Gainwell would probably form a pretty good combination here. So something to watch out there. So a lot of uh, different places where he could land across the board here, Fournette, and be effective. And again, Tampa, I'd be not all that surprised if they brought it back, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they don't, just based on their salary cap situation. Now, Connor versus Edmonds, I talked about a little bit. I think Edmonds has a little bit more versatility for the offense. Connor had actually fewer durability issues last year. Edmonds was on the shelf for a while. So I think that's what it comes down to. Connor has also been banged up in his career, going back to Steelers' time. But Connor, I think, just gives them a little bit more value here. I think Edmonds can be a change of pace back somewhere else. I don't think you need to bring both of these backs if you're Arizona back into your fold here with Kyler Murray. So. That's the thing. Kyler Murray's that quick runner outside. Connor's a better compliment to him and what he does. So I'd expect Connor, if the price is decent here, that they'll bring him back in Arizona while they'll say goodbye to Edmonds. I don't think there's a scenario where the Cardinals with Steve Kine would want to bring both back these guys and maybe draft Edmonds' replacements here. That's an easier type of back to find than Connor, who's been a scoring machine. 
My next ranking guy is Cordell Patterson. He's a little older. I think this might be it for him. I think his best place is returning to the Falcons where Arthur Smith know how to use him. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mike Davis was a weird signing because they didn't really use him. I think Patterson can be very valuable as a hybrid back, but he has to go to the right team here. So Arthur Smith knew how to use him. We saw another big hybrid running back there, the 49ers. Do they need him with Debo Samuel? Probably not either. So Patterson's a little bit older. Maybe look at one of his old teams, looking at the Bears there if they want a little bit of versatility there. The Vikings maybe. They have not been all that sold of Alexander Madison. Get him there behind uh, what... Dalvin Cook can do. The Patriots, he's a Swiss Army Knife player, so he's another former team there that you can look at. So he could end up in Miami, too. They need a running back and a versatile guy that they can get in the passing game for Tua Tagovola would be interesting. So we'll see. Again, he's on the older side here, and uh, he's had a nice career as a return man, limited wide receiver, but he's almost 31 years old, so he has to be in kind of a split timeshare. I don't think a career year can be duplicated this stage in his career. The next guy I have is Michelle, and this is a big thing that the Rams got away with and won the Super Bowl. I would have kept running Michelle. He was really effective down the stretch, a big reason why their running game got going. Then their running game disappeared in the playoffs for the most part with Cam Akers. And then Daryl Henderson, who was non-existent in the Super Bowl. But Michelle, I think, earned himself another contract outside of New England. So would the Bucks look at him on the cheaper side there to replace Fournette? Dolphins could plug and play him. Now with uh, Mike McDaniel there, do you look at the Raiders as a potential uh, fill-in there and a power-back complement to Josh Jacobs if they say goodbye to Richard and Peyton Barber? So these are some of the places where Michelle could land here. And I, I think you look at another place is uh, you don't have certainty over the two guys in Jacksonville, Travis Etienne and James Robinson kind of big injuries. Does he kind of fill in that role that he did with Akers and Henderson there? coming over with Doug Peterson to help that offense. So there's a lot of things to weigh here for sure. But Michelle's a value back. I just think he's going to end up in a timeshare where we don't see a lot of good fantasy value from him at all. So I, I like Michelle because he's a no-nonsense guy. You can punch him in there. He's also a decent receiver, a bit underrated. He's only 26 years old. So and a lot, lot of mileage if you go back to New England. He's a guy that they really liked. He's out of the Georgia tree here. Maybe Atlanta looks at him as well as uh, someone who can upgrade over Patterson here and be a power back way that Arthur Smith had Derrick Henry. So some speculation there with those backs. But those are the top five backs that I have on the board here. It's clear. And I'll mention one more and we'll talk about him. He would just fall out of my top five. I didn't bring him up in the first segment because this backfield is not a question mark. They're just going to move on from this guy. It is... The Broncos and Melvin Gordon, he's unsigned. There's no way they should bring him back with Nathaniel Hackett. They might think about it. He did come, Hackett did, from the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon combination. But enough is enough, and we want this for fantasy football. Don't bring back Melvin Gordon. You've got Javante Williams. This kid needs to see 20 to 25 touches. He's that explosive. He's that versatile. Let's get Javante Williams going here for the Broncos. So, I think it would be a big mistake for the Broncos uh, to give Melvin Gordon another shot. Remember, it's not the same offense with Pat Shermer, Vic Fangio, conservative approach, and the equal split and all that. Williams is clearly the more explosive player. He can do a lot more things here. So why invest in Melvin Gordon and bring him back? So again, Gordon is in play for these other teams that 
are on the carousel here looking for running back options. But uh, if, I, if I'm the Broncos, there's no way. You, you just move on. Williams needs to be featured. You want a more explosive offense, whether it's uh, Aaron Rodgers or someone else at quarterback here. So that's my prediction there. That's a good feeling there. The Broncos do have money and they could keep him, but they got a lot of draft picks. They could replace Gordon pretty easily. They want to go that route, use their salary cap money and draft capital a lot more effectively. Here they got $50 million. Again, they could bring him back because the combination work, but I would advise against that here for them. And then the uh, last guy I'll talk about is Ronald Jones. I think he can be effective as a power back. So again, some of those same teams we talked about for Michelle being in play. Jones has some appeal. So he can end up there also in a really bad committee where his value just goes down. It was already on the way down there in Tampa with uh, Bruce Arian. So maybe he's a candidate here to help a lot of teams that just kind of had the scat back. Maybe he ends up there with the Chargers because you have uh, Justin Jackson also being in free agency. So a little bit of power there to complement one Austin Eckler. So... There you go. There's a breakdown of those running backs here. We will uh, get to the others and just do rapid fire with the other names on the list and what these teams are thinking about and what these players can still contribute in the NFL. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Bilt Bar, it is almost feeling like it's not real resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. If you tried the puffs, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. They're all Great tasting, but puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow they're just a protein bar. They are more than that. They are a treat. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. It's so good. These are going to be your new favorites. All built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better for sure. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Built Bar is going to be delicious for you. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, only, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. The flavors are amazing at Built Bar as well. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, just for a few. And new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a new flavor might be delicious and just what you're looking for as your favorite, they'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Time to close the show, looking at our rapid fire, and these are the other free agents that we may have touched on a little bit. David Johnson, the Texans, we'll see if they move on from Rex Burkhead here, uh, but Burkhead is, was actually their best back. I don't think Johnson's going to be back after they broke up the Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram combination last year. Johnson will be the last piece that falls out of that. We keep an eye on Jalen Richard. He'd be a good change of pace back, so maybe he has some options here. Maybe Minnesota would be good for him here moving on. So, things to watch out with Richard. Philip Lindsay, just a back. He's a smaller power back. It's hard to get that type of value somewhere else. So, 
Miami might bring him back in a committee, but that's all. Look at that. We talked about Mostert and Wilson. This is looking really good for Elijah Mitchell there. Both of those guys are free agents. So Trey Sermon might get a bigger chance there next year if he can work his way in the offseason out of the doghouse and get healthy here. So watch out for that situation. We talked about the Seattle combination of Rashad Penny not being re-signed here, potentially. So they're going to move on with Alex Collins and Penny. Remember, these guys are in a pinch. These are more two favorites there, Pete Carroll and John Schneider. I think you have to look, is Chris Carson the man that we're looking at? It's all about that. Is, uh, can Chris Carson come back healthy? But they'll have to consider these two as well, especially the way Penny finished running down the stretch and won some fantasy football championships. So Penny, we're having an eye on as well. He could end up with the Buccaneers, someone there that is coming off a big year and go from a Carroll to Arian, so it would not surprise me. So a couple of situations there we look at. Uh, again, it should be really good for Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris that James White and Brandon Bolden are free agents. I can't see the Patriots bringing back both, maybe White or Bolden because Bolden gives you a little bit more juice in, in uh, the special teams area, I should say. You look at uh, Malcolm Brown as well as Phil Lindsay. So Miles Gaskin, probably going to get a backfield mate there in Miami. J.D. McKissick, we'll see. That could help Antonio Gibson's value. He's unsigned by Washington football team. Maybe he ends up back in Seattle. We'll watch that. Darrell Williams, uh, being a free agent, is going to be helpful to the value of Edward Zolaire, as we mentioned. And we'll see if uh, Jarek McKinnon returns here. He's also a free agent. So big offseason for Edward Zolaire and his value here. The Saints could be saying goodbye to two more bodies, Dwayne Washington and Ty Montgomery. That would uh, help Alvin Kamara and his value of touches there. The Ravens are pretty much going to say goodbye to the combination of Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman, assuming everything's okay with the health and recovery of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. So it was fun while it lasted to try to extract some deep RB2 value out of the Ravens, but it's now back to J.K. Dobbins, borderline RB1, RB2, and RB2 to flex value for Gus Edwards. Matt Breida probably not going to return to the Bills. He kind of fell out of favor really quickly. They went to Devin Singletary more and more. We'll see about even Zach Moss in the mix, but we'll see if they decide to go in a different veteran route to support Singletary here. So something to look at mine. So you have Wayne Gallman. We talked about him a little bit. That the Vikings could be looking for some help there behind Alexander Madison. Corey Clement, you figure, is not going to be back for Dallas behind Ezekiel Elliott and uh, one Tony Pollard. You look at uh, another name on this list, Boston Scott, so maybe even more appeal for the Eagles with Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Miles Sanders maybe cleaning it up there and getting a good compliment to Kenneth Gainwell. Caleb Balaj is still out there for the Steelers. He got very few touches. He's just a backup only here for this team. Really not a lot out there. Jermichael Hasty, also a free agent for the 49ers. He's more of an exclusive rights player, but we'll see if they tender him. Derek Gore is another exclusive rights guy for the Chiefs, so they can look and mix things up there. But Dearness Johnson, restricted free agent. We'll see if they bring him back. Kareem Hunt is uh, under contract here as well, so maybe not for Dearness, and he could look elsewhere if they don't tender him there in Cleveland. So... A lot of interesting developments here, and the backfields are going to be changing a lot for fantasy football. But number one thing I'm going to say, the most exciting thing I'm about here in this backfield situation is Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon. We know what the production was between those two backs 
I think it's going to be better in this backfield with the Packers offense coming over there and just more inspired offense taking advantage of the running back. So very excited about what Javante Williams can do as an all around back. It lines up for him to be the next Aaron Jones for sure, like as we saw just break out a couple years ago. So Javante Williams banging the table for him already as a first-round pick in fantasy. That's how special he can be with running, receiving, and finishing for the Denver Broncos, regardless of who's the quarterback here in 2021. All right, so there you have it. There's a breakdown of your free agent running back class, so what you need to know about that from a reality and fantasy football perspective. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Now lock, make your second listen, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with the expert analysis of Lee Sterling. More gambling talk there. Don't forget, we will look at the wide receivers there on Thursday's show. So pretty deep show there that we'll look at. The wide receivers are a marquee position here in free agency for 2022. So we'll start looking at those guys uh, led by... Uh, some big, big names, including Devonta Adams and Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, and now Odell Beckham Jr. coming off that knee injury in the Super Bowl. So a lot of things to talk about there as we continue previewing free agents with wide receivers on the next show. For this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. Catch you tomorrow as we continue our look at the fantasy football offseason.